0: This is our fourth episode of Time to Unlock. I am Brett. Um, some may know me as Nepa, Nepa T-Tel. is my username on most medias. And uh, we're just here with Tara Obscura, an NFT project on Immutable X. And we're just going to be discussing more about the project, more about Immutable X, um, AI generative art, and anything else in between. I do appreciate everyone for tuning in. And, um, yeah, so I see we're getting a few people and I guess I can start off with my first question and these are just going to be simple questions so we can get to know who you are, Tara, um, and then we'll go from there. So for anyone who doesn't know, what is Tara Obscura?
1: Um, hi Brett. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, just to give you like a a really brief kind of overview, um, we're a, uh, art art-based community and we revolve around this ai art engine that we have kind of heavily modified um and uh yeah so just the idea is that anybody in our community that's a holder of art nft can come in and use the ai engine and create their own art and earn royalties from it uh that we have a a few more um kind of advanced features like uh artist launch pads and utility tokens etc but um that, that's a brief overview
0: awesome and then i know i got to introduce myself um so if you want to introduce yourself too um and just talk a little bit more about the team behind terra obscura
1: okay yep so my name's greg and i'm a english guy or a pommy as they like to call me um living in new zealand um yeah, my, I've been a mixed media artist basically my whole life. I'm a qualified photographer uh, and I've been part of the Burning Man scene now for about eight years. And so um, that that sees me leading projects. I I lead some of the bigger builds that are going on. So for Kiwi Burn, which is the local one, I would be leading either the Effigy or the Temple build um and i've just kind of like progressed on in a very organic way into a leadership role within several art communities in um new zealand so i tend to just be an ideas man um i guess my creativity takes me in lots of different directions and this is one of the directions that it's taken me and um like trying to bring that creative dao style um you know, community online where DAOs are very new here, but um, you, you know, like I've been, I've been helping to run one for the past eight years, so it's kind of second nature to me now. Um, so I'm the founder, and um, I very quickly roped in one of my friends, Ryan, who I just knew that he was, he was a man for the job. Um, I can tell you his background. So he's a senior engineer he's been working in the software industry for about 15 years he's got a masters degree in human interface technology a bachelor of science bachelor of arts graduate graduate diploma in visual arts um, the, one of the first things that one of the fir- his first creative outputs that i saw was he he's a fire spinner so he spins poi and staff and um like lots of other things in a incredibly methodical and accurate way it's quite incredible to watch and he he's actually rigged up his um he has a virtual reality space within his home and he actually rigged it up to track the motion of the whatever toy he was spinning and then it would take the data that he took from from that spinning motion and turn that into a piece of art and this was about six, five or six years ago. You know, this was way before NFTs or, or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I just knew he was he was the guy to get on board because he's very talented. But also with the way things are heading, with um, you know, metaverse integration and stuff, it, it's just. It it just means we're a, a bit of a step ahead. We're not trying to learn that stuff. Like we've already been doing this. We've been doing DAOs. We've been doing virtual reality stuff for you know well over half a decade now. Um. So, Oriol Loop, which is his handle, and I kind of run the the day to day business. I do more the community creative side, and he does more the development side. So you'll you'll always be hearing from me a bit more. Um, and then we've got just like a great team of people behind us. Now we've got yay dog, who is our lead artist. So she will do a lot of the actual kind of like churning through making the images and just learning how to use the, um, how to use the AI engine is a constantly evolving process to, to, to know how to use it. Um, and then we, we've just got, yeah, a whole heap of, Really talented people behind us on Discord as well. Um, we've got D51 and Comrade Dice who are just constantly there helping out with the community. Um, yeah. So. So yeah. We're. We're. Um, oh, there's one other person as well, which I would like to mention, who has not really put her hand in yet because it's not quite the right time, but. Um, We've got a girl called Mona, and she's agreed to come on board whenever we want to take things forward uh, in a metaverse setting. And she actually works for Weta Workshops, and they're the people that do all the CGI for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all of those kind of films. Um, So she's currently doing her master's in um, 3D environment design um and she's talking about making height maps for our nfts so they can make be made into 3d environments etc etc so yeah we've tried to build a very forward-thinking capable team um and not fluff it out with you know too many too many roles of people that are just there to be involved if that that makes sense like everybody we've got is here for a reason
0: yeah, definitely. It sounds like a solid team and very thoughtful team behind that. Um, I've got the question of what's the interest behind the metaverse? Because I know you guys are like an AI gener- generative art project. Um, is there? Do, would you like to implement the art within the metaverse or provide utility as far as becoming a metaverse? But what's the interest behind that?
1: I guess it's just that it's the way that I can see things going. And we're not, it's not our priority right now to be developing metaverse um, integration. And partly because I still feel like that might be a little way off. You know, I don't know how, how far it might be six months before we have usable metaverses where people are spending, you know, a good amount of their time in them it might be up to sort of two or three, four years. Like, I'm really not sure. That's not my my specialist, you know, zone. But what I can sort of see is that once we have these metaverse settings is that we're going to be kind of like wanting the content for inside them. And so that comes in two different forms, right? So we we want the content as in, you know, people are going to be having their – bored apes on show because that's part of owning it right is that you want everybody to see it Mm -hmm. Uh, and i guess that i guess that's the thing with having you know once snoop dogg has a metaverse setting the one that he's chosen he's actually free then to invite his entire fan base into his own house you know whereas that's obviously not something you would ever do um with your normal house so he can show off all of his nfts on the wall and he can you know um, and, and so for us, it's providing some of that content, as in, um, you can make your own art and you can show that off in your metaverse setting to your friends, and you can sort of talk about the ways in which you've used our AI engine to create that art. But kind of more, moreover, from that is we'd like to create an interactive um, service so that you can actually come into our makerspace in whatever metaverse settings we choose and you can go up and you can create art in a 3d environment with your friends and it will be there in front of you and you know with virtual reality it's all encompassing you can you can make it as big as a building if you want to um and yeah we'll you know gradually over time we'll integrate more sort of tactile functions so you'll be able to kind of turn dials and knobs and change things in imagery and just you know give people that kind of like experience of okay you're using an ai engine but you're actually creating art ta- tactilely with your with your body you know not just not just with your mind which is where it is right now um I like I do wanna stress that this is this is something that's far off, but it's it's the direction that we can see technology going, so we wanna start thinking about it now. Um so that when it you know, when it comes about that we're we're there like front and center.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love your perspective on the metaverse. Um it's some things I haven't even thought about, um, as far as like the content within it. So I'm interested, like, what is your your background with crypto and NFTs? When did you get into crypto and then when did you get into NFTs? Because you're a very thoughtful, thoughtful person. Like, this is my first time listening to you and I love listening to you. Um, so I'm interested. Yeah, when did you get into all of this?
1: Um, I got into crypto... In, I would I think it was December 2017, which for anybody else that got into crypto, they would tell you that is possibly the worst time to get into crypto that you could have chosen. Because as somebody that, that doesn't know anything about it, which is everybody when they first get into crypto, you see, um, you know, the tail end of a bull run and you're like, oh my God, I just basically have to put all of my money into this and then I'll be rich. And um I unknowingly became the exit liquidity for everybody that was the two thousand seventeen uh, bull run, you know. Oh, no. but, but luckily for me, you know, I I was dabbling. I think I lost a few thousand dollars and, and when I say loss I didn't even lose it because I didn't sell it. I didn't realise those losses. So that actually came back around and I didn't I didn't even lose that in the end. But for about two Two and a, two and a half years or whatever it was, I was I was you know underwater and I was just like ah that kind of sucked. But it taught me a very important lesson, which is that I needed to educate myself more. And I still knew that this technology was a once in a lifetime opportunity and completely life changing. And if I didn't take this opportunity, then I was gonna be kicking myself later on. So I spent that entire um, bear phase just kind of like learning about crypto, teaching myself how to trade, taught myself how to day trade, did spot trading, did future trading, did margin trading, like all of this kind of stuff. Um, And got myself a bit of a portfolio together and decided that when the next bull run came around, I was going to just literally dedicate, my whole year to trying to, um, you know, make a decent amount of money to set me up for the future. And all of this was before NFTs were really a thing, you know, like crypto punks existed, but it wasn't really much more than an experiment at the time. And they were going up in value. But I think I, and a lot of other people were just like, well, I'm not going to spend any money on JPEGs, you know, like that's just a weird side hustle of crypto um and so yeah so this year i or oh, sorry last year i just spent intensively working full time for uh, as long as i could i'm a qualified carpenter so that's my um day job um uh that i'm not currently working right now so i'm just focusing on the project but so i spent my entire year working put my money into crypto and trading and, um, then NFTs came along, uh, you know, in a big way. And I was just like, I, I don't really, I still don't really believe in this because I didn't see the value proposition of profile pictures, um, you know, and, and JPEGs in general. Uh, so I didn't really pay much attention to it until, I was put into a two week lockdown in my house due to COVID and I didn't have nothing to do. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I ended up researching NFTs and I was like, holy shit, this technology is like as changing as crypto is. Um, and bought a Solana Doge and, uh, kept that for a little while and flipped it, double my money on it. And I guess I was hooked after that. And then, so Terra Obscura, like, Funnily enough, uh, coincidentally, over the previous couple of months, I'd just been experimenting with this AI engine, and I was just like, wow, this is like insanely cool technology. I I can just literally, in the space of about 30 seconds, create imagery, like anything I can possibly think of, I can just create. Um, It's not particularly... um, It it wasn't particularly... um, uh like uh good at at doing what I wanted every single time, and that bothered me, so I was trying to figure out a way that I could make it more reliable um which is where uh loop came in, and so we we were just playing around with it, and then after a while i was just i was just like, why don't I just make this into an n f t product because I now have a reliable a i engine and I come from the background of a, a real-life DAO, which is the Burning Man project. I was just like, I can totally make this technology available to people and let them earn from it and just host a a creative community, basically. So that's, yeah, that's kind of like the background of where it, it came from, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. and. And uh, what about the supply for the project here, and then why Immutable X? Because I do know it's on Immutable X, so I'm interested into why um, the team chose that blockchain. Because I do, the only thing I also know about it, I know it's a layer two from Ethereum, so I don't know if that was like the interest, but yeah, can we elaborate a little bit more on that?
1: Sure. So the supply, we've got, um, we made 5,000, and we... Decided at the start that we were going to have a public sale that would run for a specific amount of time. We chose to do a we went against the grain with basically everything that was going on in the NFT space. And that's because my I'm pretty like headed with my morals and ethics and I didn't want to make people grind. And I didn't want to get people doing invite competitions because, you know, that's that's just a, a recipe for getting heaps of bots in your server. Um, so, yeah, we kind of went against the grain. And as from my point of view, I was like, as long as we sell enough to develop our technology um, and our APIs and all the dev work, then it doesn't really matter how many we sell because I'm pretty confident when the service comes out and people see it that we'll sell out at that point or at some point in the future, you know? Like we're not we're not in this to try and make heaps of money within a week and then stop answering people on Discord till people forget, you know, which is what a lot of projects seem to be doing. Um so we, we managed to sell about a 1,000, just under a 1,000 in that first public sale. And then I just closed the sale. And that was because I didn't want anybody, like any of our community, having to fight against our mint price if they wanted to sell up. It was just before Christmas, and I thought, like, you know, if people need the money or if they want liquidity for something else, then I don't want them fighting against our minting price to be able to to get out. Uh, on the flip side, I gave people loads of really good reasons not to, you know, for anyone that didn't list at all. They're in our golden membership um, uh, scheme, which gives you heaps of free airdrops and stuff. And for anybody that's holding that isn't listing right now, they are currently generating utility tokens, which will be what people use to create art. Um, so consequently, our floor price has actually not really gone down much past our minting price, which is awesome um, and that's that's uh, in relation to pretty much most other products on on IMX some of those because it's gasless and people don't have to pay gas to sell that means people just fight each other to the bottom to the like points of points of ethereum you know so I'm pretty happy with where we're sitting in terms of um the backing of our community which is really nice um so we are now releasing our um our sales in in private batches to communities when we connect to them so quite often i'll do an ama with people and i'll make some art and then i will do a private sale for that community um We just did an AMA for our own community at the weekend. So we did a a sale just then. Um, And I'm due to close the minting probably in a few hours. So it's actually still open right now. But that was for for our community. Um, And then in terms of, like, your question about Immutable X, it's kind of interesting to me because... So... As I said earlier, my first NFTs were on Solana, right? And obviously you guys are on Solana. I'm really bullish about Solana. Um, I also have NFTs on Avalanche. I've also got NFTs on Cardano, on Ethereum, um, even on FTM. And when I first came about this, like my project... It didn't even cross my mind that people could be um, really uh, like really own the blockchain that, that they first got interested in, because that wasn't how I was, so I guess I didn't see that, um, that angle. But it turns out like people really are, and I see it with people on Ethereum and see it with people on Solana, and and you know that when especially when I was trying to market this at the beginning. I didn't get any love from either Solana or Ethereum, because everyone was like, oh, Immutable X? No, we we only do this one. And and so that made it kind of difficult for us. But for me personally, I saw Immutable X. I did a bit of research into Immutable X when it was first came up on CoinList for their ICO, uh, to to see whether I wanted to invest in it. And when I did a deep dive into them, I really liked what they were about. I really like their scaling solution. I really love that it's a zero-knowledge roll-up. And um, just I think for what we want, which is, you know, there's going to be a lot of people accessing our server at one time and probably or definitely not so much as a metaverse or a, um, you know, a play-to-earn game. But we wanted to make sure that whatever we were doing could scale and could be used gasless so immutable x is completely gasless um, it's also carbon neutral which just aligns with what i'm about and um there's just a lot of like really cool future tech that is either built in already or is due to come out that i really like um, like the order book for example uh, if you if i was to put a a piece on sale on the immutable x marketplace it is then also for sale on every other marketplace as well it's like there's no just open sea or just looks rare um it's you know your your piece is for sale everywhere um and yeah, there's just like a few really cool bits of technology that are built into Immutable X and they are a young company and they're up and coming and that enthusiasm yeah. is there, you know. So, so yeah, the, the, there's reasons why we chose Immutable X and it, it hasn't necessarily made life easy for us, but like I said, we're not trying to sell out instantly, so I do believe that it's the correct choice in the long run.
0: Yeah that's super interesting the last bit you said about posting an nft on one marketplace and it's on all of them on immutable x i do know a a big company like gamestop too um plans to make an nft marketplace um if i remember correctly i'm looking at it right here so i find it interesting and i do think it it may can pick up um traction but for me or anyone who's interested in getting into immutable x nfts what wallet would you prefer or what's the preferred wallet and preferred
1: marketplace so um as immutable x is a layer 2 on ethereum it uses the the security uh of the ethereum blockchain um and it, and then it does its own layer 2 uh kind of thing on top of that but essentially You'd be using MetaMask wallet, as you would for Ethereum. The way that we have our minting solution set up um, is that you would have your funds on layer one or just on your Ethereum blockchain, and then you would connect to our minting site. And then there is a small transaction to move the fees across. And I think even at the very height of the gas wars, I think it was about $30 to move funds across to minting so right now i don't know but i imagine it to be sort of like five or ten dollars something like that um and so yes when you go through our minting process it will take the funds from your layer one it will mint your nfts and then it will deliver them to you on layer two which is the immutable x and then you can see those on the Immutable X marketplace or, or any of the Immutable X marketplaces, of which there's a, a few. Um, saying that, though, our, ours are not currently viewable on a couple because they're paid services. Um, it's kind of weird how it works at the minute because there's no maker or taker fees for Immutable X. There's no gas and there's no maker or taker fees, and that's coming out really soon so the way that the marketplaces have been making money initially is to charge you like pretty much a one eth listing that's that's the standard that they've been going for um but i'm pretty close with a few of the immutable x uh, developers and they they've pretty much said oh if, if you just hold out like a little bit longer then." um you were bringing in, make it and take a fees and it's within their interest to list you on their market. So they were just like, I wouldn't worry about paying that ETH for the sake of, you know, mm-hmm. a month or something. Um, so yeah, there is, there's a, there's a couple of good ones like token trove is a really good marketplace. Um, the immutable X one admittedly is not very good. I don't mind saying that, but they have said that it's in, uh, re- they're revamping it soon. um, so yeah as with anything like you know with a young technology it takes a little bit of time to to get going but um but yeah the foundation is really solid in there
0: yeah i don't know do you think openc whatever accept immutable x um i do know they accept polygon which is also a layer two on ethereum so do you see that in the future for imx
1: Oh, that's definitely happening. Um that that's that's in the final stages of uh Immutable X and are uh, being integrated into OpenC. And that's been it was supposed to be happening probably sort of towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, and um I guess they're just waiting till it's hundred percent, you know, like working to bring it out. But but yeah, that's coming out very soon.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, And then before I uh, get into the A.I. aspect, I do want to dig into some artificial intelligence because I know you're into that. I don't know if anyone in the audience had any questions, if you do or comments, feel free to request to speak. Um, We will let you up here. Uh, Yeah. And I don't know, Jack or Mary, did you guys have any questions before I move to A.I.?
2: Um, so my questions are about AI. So, uh, I'll go ahead and let you, uh, move on to that topic. Oh, you can go ahead and ask the question then. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So just basically like an overview of, uh, how that works. Cause I think that's insanely cool that you just like, you give it prompts and, uh, I don't know much about AI. So I'm wondering like, does it have to like parse the language behind it or like, is there, uh kind of training data that it looks at and like, you know, associates certain words with like certain images or how does that work? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. It's, um, it's, it's actually really, really cool technology. It's really cool the way it works. And it's amazing that in its, in this, you know, like we're second generation here. It's amazing to me that it works so well. Um, but just like as a bit of an overview, most of the AI artwork that you'll see right now will be one of a few different types of what they call GAN uh, networks, which is, that stands for Generative Adversarial Network. And the way that they work is that you have two things. You, um, you have like a generator and you have a discriminator. And so these are two AI engines that basically kind of work against each other. And so the the generator starts with white noise. And it basically tries to submit images to the discriminator and tries to trick it to, to say, like, you know, if you search for, you know, a cat wearing a red hat, um, then it will just submit an, an image, some real lousy image of like nothing, something that doesn't look anything like it. And um and and then the discriminator will say, like, OK, this is a false image. This is not the right image. So the discriminator is trained on a set of images um which have all been labeled by humans. And so the image sets can be anywhere from, you know, 10 images, which wouldn't give you a very good result, right up to sort of tens of thousands of images. And what they do is they the image sets will be labeled. So everything in the image will be labeled like this is a cat, this is a dog, this is a lamppost, blah, blah, blah. And then, so when, um, the discriminator is, is, has all these images, it's able to actually mathematically, uh, figure out the, um, the kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? um, the 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 kind of neutral state of of each image or or each description. So, if you've got ten ten thousand images of a cat, then it knows that pretty much it has like a roundish face and two triangles, which are ears and some whiskers and stuff. And so the 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 generator will generate images and try and trick it, and then if it comes back as a no, then um, it'll try again, and it'll just keep trying over and over and over. At some point, it'll get one right, and it'll trick the discriminator, and it'll say, okay, this has tricked it, so I need to make my images more like this. And it'll do that over and over and over again until um, until it's tricking it almost every time. And so what it's actually doing is it, it's just using... Maths to um, try and recreate something that it's it's got data on in the past and the more it does it the better it gets Um, And then it will do it will do this it will do this uh, process over and over and over so you start with white noise and Basically the next iteration will be something that looks a tiny tiny bit more like what you asked for and then the next iteration after that. So it will take that result and then it will do it to it again. And it will come out with something that looks a little bit more like what you asked for. And over the course of usually sort of like two to 400 iterations, you can go from white noise to anything your brain can possibly imagine. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like the, techy kind of um, but simplified explanation of how, how it works. Yeah, that's
2: absolutely fascinating. Thank you for that answer. So, like, uh, when when an image is generated, how long does that take? Does it have to go through those uh, iterations each time?
1: Uh, yeah, so, so what happens is, like, over time is that the generator will learn it will it will learn how to trick the discriminator. So after it, it's been, you know, set up and used for a while, then it already has a, a head start on on how to how to trick the discriminator. Um, so now, if I was to put an image in, it would probably take I don't know thirty seconds to create an image, something like that. Well, that's
2: really cool. Thank you for that answer. Yeah.
0: I've uh, I've dabbled into it a little bit. Um nothing nothing too serious. I just like saw an app on the app store and I downloaded it and was playing around like with words and just uh descriptions. Um I actually posted on my personal what I created. It was something with black mirror and um cyberfish i have no idea i just wanted something cyber and something like with an animal side so of cyberfish and i found it fascinating um so I that was like my little dabble into it i uh it's very interesting what ai can create i have no idea how to like make an entire collection out of it though it was literally just me playing around with it um in regards to the theme though like what theme are you interested in um, when you do tend to do any AI generative art?
1: So um, I guess to, I guess to kind of answer that and, and also pick up on you know you just saying that you, you did a little bit yourself. Um, the, the thing is with this this engine is that you can pretty much do anything you want and you will be able to find a way to do it well um it's just it's just finding that way and it, it it's kind of like a logic puzzle in a way across with a word puzzle um because quite often you can just you can just put something into the into the ai engine we we have thing called ai sessions on our discord where people just put in one word and then everybody does that someone finishes the sentence and we just render that up and it, it's kind of a way of like people having to go at the ai engine but It's also a proof of our technology that you can just put in random crap like between several different people and it will still kind of twist that and create something which is quite, you know, like some of them are are awesome. Um, But that's the like lowest level of creation that we do because you can can take – an idea and if you word it well you can really fine-tune what you're after and as an example of that i thought so say i wanted to create a set of imagery i wouldn't necessarily put in okay um like a a crowd of people at the beach like so la, la la and then like a crowd of people in a city or whatever if if you do that then the engine has nothing to really grasp hold of apart from the idea of like a group of people in a place. It doesn't know whether it's trying to recreate a painting or a photograph or like a chalk drawing or whatever. It's just grasping at all these millions of straws, right? So what you can do is you can actually sort of fine tune that and and help guide the AI. And so you could, you could say something like, okay, a grayscale or a black and white image of people at the beach or people and so it's got a really good idea of what that is right and so you'll come out with a black and white collection but then you can actually take that further and you can say okay so i'm a photographer i was trained in 35 mil film photography right Um, So I know the different films that I used to use and I know the different qualities of each film and what I would use each film for. So, for example, if I wanted to do um, like some nice architecture photography or something like that, I would probably use a film called Ilford HP4, which I know has quite fine grain and is very clear. And so you can even put in a search term like Ilford HP four, and then a break, which is kind of like a you know that character that's like a lowercase l but but extended, um, and that tells the AI engine, okay, this is um, you know some sub- a subject, and then everything that comes after that is something different. So you can put in like a type of film, and then you could and then you could put in your description of what you want to come out with and because it's recreating samples of things that have been labeled with that type of film you'll get a really good recreation of that type of film and that works with anything you can think of so you can put in like you know a child a, a, um, a child's drawing and then a break and then something and it'll always come out with like a scratchy ca- crayon drawing or something or you can put in you know, like 3D render, and then it will always come out with like something that looks like it's come out of a 3D rendering program. And that's where you can begin to get artistic with the engine is you can find these different terms that you're like, you just have to sit and think, like, how do I want this to look? And if I was trying to describe that to somebody, um, like, what would be the terms I would use to describe that in a kind of non-emotional way? And then you can even, like, take those few different things and smoosh them together. And then sometimes that comes, comes out with, like, really great results that you could have never really predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm really excited for when this engine is released is seeing the way that the different minds in our community come up with different things from their past experience because it could even be you know i don't know the the make and model of an electron microscope that always comes out with these super colorful pictures of such and such and, and you know mix that with 3d render and then you have these super crazy looking atomic 3d renders which i would have never thought of you know um so yeah i guess i guess yeah that's kind of like what i'm looking forward to is is that and then In terms of theme, like, the theme that we chose for our Genesis collection was a kind of um, mixture between realistic but also computer-generated landscapes. And we wanted them to not be – we weren't trying to recreate photography, but we wanted them to be, like, an image of, like, you know, you, you would want to be in that image. So it's something you'd want to get sucked into that's like a little bit fantasy, but kind of real enough that you're not looking at a cartoon. Um, and so that's the theme that we went with for our Genesis collection. And once you, that took a little bit of experimentation to get right. But like once, once you're there, you can, you know, you can use your, um, your your background um, theme words, and then just layer everything else on top of that, and that's how you create a set, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, going back, sorry, I'm a uh, I'm looking into the marketplaces of Immutable X because this is the first um, project I'm getting to know better on Immutable X, so I'm really interested now. Um, But, yeah, as in regards to Terra Obscura, though, I I see on your website, terraobscura.ai, there's phases, the phases of utility. Um, Which phase are you guys on right now, and and what's the future looking like for you?
1: So, currently, we are... We've we've done our first sale and we've taken on a few more staff to do a lot of the development work. So we're doing just a whole heap of stuff concurrently right now. So we've got Oriol Loop and another guy called Dale who is um, their full-time um, software development on the AI engine. And I've pretty much... Um, I'm not trying to distract them... F- with anything else right now like they're two very talented people and um so you know we we want to get that engine out for people to use asap um we also know that we we really have one shot to bring this out you know if we bring this out in a state where it's not finished or it's buggy or people are you know losing tokens or whatever it might be then that's basically our reputation from then on is is like oh oh yeah well they tried and they failed, and so we're not we're not rushing it out until it's ready and um, you know that's that's something that's really important to us. So they're currently doing that side of the development, and then we've current we've got another uh, really talented developer who is helping us to bring out a staking mechanism. And a utility token, and um, a, a Discord integration for those two things. Um, and he's also going to help us, um, you know, build the back and front end so that we can very easily just start airdropping dropping things to people. So, so those all of those four things are pretty close to being done. Actually, they're probably going to be rolled out within the next month. And then in the background, I'm just doing loads of commu- community work. We've got um, another developer that's working with us to create Discord bots. So we've we've created our own Discord game bot, which is a little bit like Gartic, if you've ever played that. But um, So it takes an image that we've created using five words, and it'll put it up, and you have to basically guess, guess the words that we use to create the image. And if you if you get like one or two words right, then it'll emoji you up with the amount of words that you got right. And then you've got to deduce from everybody's guesses, um, you know, like what, what the, how the image was made. And then that'll be stored on uh, like a leadership scoreboard. And we actually integrate that into our discord economy. Um, So people can win that and then they can, eventually, you know, like buy themselves a whitelist or something, or buy themselves um like a, a raffle ticket for a free NFT or something like that. So we're we're currently kind of in the middle of a lot of phases right now because I'm trying to get everything ready as soon as possible um, whilst also being whilst also you know being actually finished and and not just sort of rushing this out just to just to make people happy, you know? Um so yeah we we will have all of that stuff out probably within the next month or two and then once people are happy and they're creating imagery then that's when we can take a little bit of a like overview of everything and say okay what technologies do we want to bring in next we'll we'll bring in we will bring in different ai engines um we'll bring in different ways of working with the art online. We'll also start looking at the metaverse integrations. um, And we'll also just put a bit more time into working with the community so that they can take a bit more ownership of, you know, the DAO community funds and they'll be able to start competitions between each other. And that'll be for ETH and and uh, free nfts and things like that, so um pretty much everything's happening all at once <laughs> right now, which is um you know pretty full on for me, but um it's quite exciting at the same time,
0: yeah, yeah, it sounds very exciting. Feel free to um penny pen anything up top too. I know I penned um two posts, one of yours, and then I've got another one. Because I do know for Unlock DeFi Golden Ticket holders, this was the um, monthly free NFT for January. You may have a Terra Obscura banner. I believe it is still able, um, you can still claim it if you have an Unlock DeFi Golden Ticket that has not used it. Um, you can claim it at our website. Just go to nexus.io. That'll be available for five more days until February 20th. So yeah, thank you for that too, Terra Obscura. I know how I have my banner up on my personal account. I see Jack has his up, um, and a few people in the audience uh, as well. So I know we have a few people that joined too. So we're just here fourth episode of Time to Unlock with Terra Obscura. They're um, an NFT art project, five thousand pieces created with AI on Immutable X. Um, which is super um, interesting, super exciting. Uh, this has been very informative so far, by the way, Tara. So just thank you so much for all the knowledge that you're bringing and for letting me ask a few questions because I, I know a few people in the audience are getting um, information. I've gotten a few DMs already saying thank you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know the, the Marketplace token trove. I looked that up. Um, I'm just looking more into Immutable X, um, because I know that's a layer 2 blockchain on Ethereum. You said there's zero gas fees. I'm seeing it's not a centralized sidechain, so that's interesting as well. And they use proof of transaction, uh, or proof of a transaction that's stored on the layer 1 Ethereum. So, um, when, when did you hear about Immutable X? When did this come out? Isn't it like a year old or something? I've heard it like the last few months.
1: Yeah. So Immutable X, um, came out, I, I'm pretty sure that ICO, this is kind of a guess, but I, I'm pretty sure it was around like May or June last year. It mm-hmm. might've been a bit, a bit later than that, maybe. Um, yeah, but they, they've, They've basically grown so quickly from their roots. They like almost immediately got a TikTok um, uh, partnership together, where TikTok launched with them, and Gary V's done um, a, a launch with them as well. They've also obviously just got this GameStop um, partnership, where they've um, where GameStop are developing this this marketplace. Um, yeah, I mean. They're they they're aimed more towards play-to-earn gaming. You know, they they can do. I think it's sort of like a, in their current state. I think it's about nine or ten thousand transactions per second. Um, but because it's a zk rollup, they don't necessarily suffer from the same congestion issues that um, you see on a, a lot of other different chains. Um, yeah, it's just. Um, you know f- for me it's it's a kind of like a future proofing like the things that I see that they're capable of are things that I can see we're gonna need if we're gonna realize these visions that a lot of people are having right now you know it's is it's easy to create um you know it's easy to create an nft project and say oh yeah we're going to take this like 13 million dollars that you guys have given us and we're going to make a metaverse and we're going to like bring out a merch store and we're going to do all of this other stuff that they say they're going to do but like quite often a lot of like not a lot of thought is put into the technicalities of how that's that's going to happen and um obviously you know i obviously i'm not talking about um, anything that unlocked defi or Neonexus nexus are done cuz i know what genius jack is and he's he's all over that but but there there are a lot of projects that that do do that and for me personally like that's what that's what i saw the imx solution was and it's not the only one um it's not i'm not necessarily saying it's the best one but for me personally it's the one that i chose you know
0: yeah um for sure jack are you here by the way
1: yeah no i've been listening in like you know, Brett, you,
3: you've been doing such a great job interviewing and and Tara. like i've just been so captivated and, and learning so much about you know, from your answers it's just been really great um listening in. Uh, i'm definitely no genius <laughs> but uh but thanks for the shout out
0: debatable <laughs> no <laughs> i was asking if you're here because i'm entrusted into, um, How we got interested into Terra Obscura um, as Unlock Defi, and I know you two may have met or had the connection.
3: Yeah, I I mean, honestly, I I think like Terra reached out to to me at some point, like a long time ago, just showing the art, and he was like, "Here, here's examples of some of the AI art." And I looked at it, I was like, "Wow, this is like, you know, the best AI generated landscape landscape style art I've ever seen," And, and I still think that today, right? It's, it's like, and, and this is kind of like my style. Like I'm, I'm so into like outdoor exploring. I've been to like 21, 22 national parks in the, in the country. Like I just love like landscape nature style art. And this like really, really appealed to me. And so we, we kind of connected. We chatted. Um, they were developing, um, on Immutable X. Well, at, at that time it was still like not a hundred percent. You weren't a hundred percent sure about Immutable X, but that was the direction you were going. Um so it was just fascinating, you know, keeping up to date with the developments from you guys and then recently uh being able to share your artwork with a lot of our fans um through through kind of the wallpaper and Twitter banner art we, we uh we minted for people. Yeah, it's just been just been great um knowing you all these months.
1: Yeah, and that was super fun as well doing that that art banner. Um you know, Jack approached me and just said, How how do you feel about doing some banners for but the community and um i'm at a point now with with the engine i feel very comfortable with it i, I feel like i'm i'm uh, at the stage where if i know exactly what it is i want to create then i feel like i can create it pretty quickly and so um i think i think jack said oh yeah maybe i don't know if you could i think originally um he he said oh maybe one or two and i was like I, i'm pretty sure i can make you 10 and he was like, oh, sweet. Okay. And so I, I went to, um, went on to the, the, um, Python script and I kind of said, like, I kind of put in like, I was like, if I'm, if I put in 13 different ones, then I think I'll probably get close to 10 out of those. And I put it in and I think there was 11 that I was happy with at that point, which even, even like I was even surprised at that. And I think that that's so that's the 11, the collection of 11 that we handed over to you. And I guess that's like testament to, um, you know, the the power of this engine when when you feel comfortable with it is that if you want to create a set of art for somebody like that, it, it took me about half an hour. And that was including a bit of editing as well in Photoshop. Um so so yeah, it's, it's awesome to be able to um collaborate with different projects and and um and yeah, awesome. Thanks for that opportunity as well. Yeah, they, they look amazing.
3: I, I had it as my Twitter banner for a few months now. Um as Brett has mentioned. Uh, I still have it now. It, it it fits like the aesthetic really well and it just goes and I I really love how like Neo Nexus as a Cyberpunk futuristic robotic world has these like robot generated banner art. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Like, at, at least as uh, Twitter banners.
0: <laughs> oh, they fit so well too with the neon. I have no yeah. idea how, but it fits so well. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Any well, more
3: uh, questions from the audience uh, or anybody else listening?
0: yeah feel free to request to speak i know uh we got a lot of information out we unlocked a lot of things about immutable x about artificial intelligence and about tara obscura Uh, that's always my goal for these episodes we want to unlock more for the community and this this seemed very valuable i do appreciate your time tara and, and everybody else in the audience thank you for joining jack merrick thank you for being here um but yeah if there's any last minute questions or comments feel free to request to speak um if not Kara, if you have any last words or anyone else up here feel free to speak it and then we can close this thing out
1: yeah cool um i'll just say you know thanks for having us on i really enjoy doing these um these kind of ama sessions um i really enjoy uh also kind of like making art with different communities as well so if anyone out there like wants to get us in then we can do some ai sessions with you um yeah and uh yeah i guess just keep an eye out in the future we'll be doing some private sales over the course of the, this year um and i think by the time we bring the ai engine out people start using it then you know we'll, people will, will drawn a little bit more in and say like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to have a play with this now. So, yeah, we look forward to um, to hooking up with all you guys in the future.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, go ahead, Jack, my back. No, no I, I love it. Just wanted to, you know, um, remind people who, who might be interested, yeah, definitely, you know, um, go check out Terra Obscura's. Um, they have a website, Twitter, Discord, check out their community you know you know if this is something you want to try you'll probably want to use a metamask wallet so this is immutable x right which is basically a layer 2 on top of ethereum um that's developing quite nicely it's it's probably like the best layer 2 on ethereum for nfts right now and and especially related to nft gaming and things of that nature um yeah so, so, uh, definitely go check that out on, on our side. You know, we have, uh, Neo Nexus project, um, chugging along. We have, uh, been working hard on creating the entertainment 3D properties and other stuff we're sharing. We'll be sharing very soon. Um, you know, check out the, the Discord, our Twitter. We have our medium page. If, if you can't be very active on a regular basis, check out the medium posts for like the big updates, um, every few weeks. And then just also to remind people, um, we have more waves of our Misfit characters minting. You know, um, we'll be minting these every few weeks. They're 3D, fully animated, uh, you know, metaverse-ready avatars. Um, there's games being developed around them. If you own them, you'll be able to stake them to earn MIS tokens, which you'll be able to use to buy packs we're developing technology so that you can modularly switch out like gear sets and stuff between the characters. So um, yeah, too much to say in just one blur, but definitely uh, check out Misfits um, if you're interested. Yeah. So with that said, you know, I, I personally want to thank a lot of the people in the audience just because I recognize a lot of you guys as people I've seen in previous Twitter spaces we've done or people in our discord. So thanks for supporting us um, this whole time. Back to you, Brett.
0: Yeah, no, that was perfect because <laughs> I was literally gonna talk about the the wallet for Immutable X and a marketplace. I know Token Trove is another one, but a simple Google search we can find more. So yeah, that was a, a perfect uh, conclusion. Thank you everybody for coming. We will announce on our Twitter. And by the way, all of the links that Jack described that's in our bio in our link tree, the medium, if you're interested in neo Nexus or Misfits, just check out our bio for Terra Obscura. I know their website is terraobscura.ai. Um, check out their Twitter. Follow them as well. <laughs>